Hello. You are listening to the Grieving Parents Sharing Hope podcast. We are here to walk with parents on their unwanted journey of child loss, guiding them to a place of hope, light, and purpose, not in spite of their child's death, but as a way to honor his or her life. And now, here is your host, author, speaker, and bereaved parent, Laura Deal. Hi. We are in a little mini-series right now talking about Isaiah 61, verse 3, where God tells us that He will give us a crown of beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, and a garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I ask two precious friends to join me today to talk about the oil of joy for mourning, Carol Kiefer and Pat Wentworth. Carol lost her daughter in 2004, and Pat's son died in 2010. Between the two of them, they have been on this journey for 30 years. They started a support group together called HUGS, H-U-G-S, which stands for Healing Under God's Sovereignty, which you've probably noticed is what I titled this episode. They have been meeting faithfully every week for 12 years with any perever who wants to join them for fellowship and encouragement. They also hold a yearly butterfly release, which I had the blessing to be the speaker for one year. And last December, I was blessed to be part of their yearly December candle lighting service. As we talked, they had so many good nuggets to share. I'm sure you will be encouraged in some way as you listen. So here is my talk with Carol and Pat. Thank you, ladies, for joining me today. You are in Deltona, Florida, right? I see. Yes. I just, I just ride the house. I just go wherever Dave takes us. Right. <laughs> so so right and, now we're actually in Orange City, but okay. Yes. All right. Yes, they are ta- talking from inside their car because of hurricane issues and flooding. So anyway, I'm so glad you could join us, and that it's it, it's kind of hard to say. I'm so glad that you guys weren't hurt or lost your homes, but there are so many that did that, um, yeah, it's, it's just a, a horrible situation. So whenever we are in Florida, God seems to bless Dave and I by giving us the opportunity to meet up with you two somehow every time we're in your state. So we love mm-hmm. that. We always and enjoy that time. Yes. It's just been a wonderful connection. So yes. first of all, before we get into our topic, I want to give each of you a chance to tell your story. So Carol, would you go first and tell us about Laura? Laura was a precious 15 and a half year old who had a little sister with special needs who was eight years younger than her. And she was like a second mom to her. So she did everything to help her just like I could. And she was just precious. And so when she was 15 and a half years old, it was Mother's Day weekend. And my first husband and I were divorced, Laura's dad. So they were celebrating Mother's Day on Saturday. And on the way home from them being out at the uh, lake all day on their pontoon boat, there was an accident on the way home and my Laura was killed. Uh, so that was in 2004, Mother's Day weekend. Wow. And so it's been, what, 18 and a half years almost. Mm. So, wow. yeah, but she was absolutely, you know, just absolutely like the perfect daughter. Uh, um, Pat, can you share your story with us, please? My son, Brian, was 15 years and 55 days. Uh, you know, we used to always really keep track of that, but... He was a very vibrant young man, 
And I always say, you know, he had the world at, the, at his fingertips. He played basketball. He played baseball. He loved BMX mm. bike riding, which is what he was doing. You know, he was doing practicing his little jumps. He would go from the driveway up the sidewalk, turn in the dr- in the neighbor's driveway, and then come back down into our driveway to gain speed to be able to do okay. his little little jumps. Well, they had recently dug up the end of the driveway in the street that day. So he wasn't aware that he didn't, he wasn't going to have the traction that he normally uh. had. Well, a 17 year old young man with his girlfriend in the car came up the hill. It seemed like it was a high rate of speed. Did not see Brian hit Brian at the end uh. of our driveway and kind of the rest is history but you know they they ruled it an unfortunate accident so Mm. brian had uh, an older brother and sister Mm. and you know of course everybody misses him yeah and what year was that pat how long has he been that was in march 5th 2010 okay wow so Mm -hmm. both of you started a grief support group called HUGS, which stands for Healing Under God's Sovereignty. Yes. Now, what brought you two together to do this? And how long ago was that? So I do remember it being June of 2010. I had attended several TCF meetings. Okay. And I felt like there was something missing from it because I would hear others sharing and some of the things they were sharing was not allowed. And Uh I just felt like what was getting me through this was God. Yes. And I needed to share that. I needed to share that hope with others. Uh My mom had lost two sons. I, I lost two brothers prior to this. And so I did not understand until I lost my own son, the depth of her pain. Right. And so I just knew I needed to share. So I approached uh, one of the pastors of my church and said, this is what I wanted to do. Would they support it? Uh And they agreed that they would do that. I didn't feel like I should do it alone. Uh And knowing that Carol had experienced something similar in the years past, I contacted her. We didn't know each other real close, um, just really just from the other side of the church. Kind you just of thing, kind you of know? more more knew of each other. <laughs> correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. And so I, I contacted her and asked if she would be willing. And, and she took time to think and pray it over. And, and in October, we started our first meetings, mm-hmm. October 2010. So it's, wow. it's been and- 12 years. Yes. And just so people know, you meet every week, every week you are there for any parent who wants to join you. And some days, yeah, that's quite the commitment. And and I love that. Now, as you know, I asked you both to come and help me talk about the middle part of Isaiah 61, three that says he will give us the oil of joy for the spirit of mourning. And I will tell everybody that before we started recording, we were laughing a lot. <laughs> yes. yes. In fact, that's kind of what gave Carol her little coughing 
right. episode that she keeps having now. It triggered the call so for her. So these are two ladies that I knew would be would be good to talk about this topic because we do always seem to enjoy each other and we laugh and we cry. We always cry together, yes. <laughs> but yep. there always seems to be laughter when we get together. Sometimes that's all in the same, same minute. minute. Yes, <laughs> very yep. much so. Very much so. So, Pat, do you remember mm-hmm. maybe like the first time that you laughed or you enjoyed something after Brian died? Do you remember? Did you feel guilty? Yeah. So, so I remember it it took a while. I mean, it, I feel like I remember it took some time because I even just was reading something last week that was maybe a week or so after Brian's death. And I remember saying, Whoa, that's a, that's a strong word. And it was something very simple, but I didn't like the word new. But in Uh, any case, somebody, somebody did, I remember somebody said something, it was funny. And I laughed and I, I instantly thought like, am I supposed to be laughing? I mean, my, my, my boy is uh not here. I did feel guilty, Uh but the first time is the most difficult. And then I realized, you know, it wasn't so bad. And honestly, we need to live again. We can't stay wallowing in the pit as uh-huh. I'd like to say you know we've got to come out of the muck and uh-huh. live yeah and that takes a while doesn't it I mean we have to work through that it was exhausting really grief is exhausting yes it takes a lot out of us so we have to live God wants us to live in his word and and he doesn't want us to live in suffering unnecessarily I I totally agree with that. And, you know, it's especially when you're at the beginning, what you just said, Pat, it's interesting because things hit us so differently because like what you said, God doesn't want us to live in suffering. Well, then why did he allow my child to die? I mean, those are the kinds of thoughts when we hear things like that. That's where our mind goes. Well, then why did he put me in this place if he doesn't want me in, you know, in a place of suffering? So, Carol, how about you? Do you remember, you know, getting to that point? Did you feel guilty? Well, I think mine's completely different. My three sisters immediately came, two of them from Pennsylvania and one that lived here. And when four sisters get together, Uh, you can't help but laugh and cry and uh everything all together. So I don't even remember the first time I laughed because I'm sure I laughed with them Uh lots and cried with them a lot. And then as far as the... Um, and I don't remember feeling guilty about that because okay. um, I just, the Lord had already, on, honestly, for that first year, uh-huh. I tell everybody I was in a cocoon of love from God. I felt uh-huh. like I was in God's cocoon of love uh-huh. and I felt completely protected, but I really, it's weird because it's a really nice place to be in God's center of his uh-huh. nothing else mattered like uh-huh. it didn't matter because my sisters eventually after the funeral and stuff they went home and so it it's just weird that first year was I just felt so loved by God and protected by him it was after that year is whenever things started hitting me because I'm okay. coming out of it and and then, like Pat said, you have to still live in this world. I yes. wanted to just stay in God's little 
cocooned yes. mm-hmm. and protected. But anyway, you come out and it's okay. Two of my favorite words are it's okay. And mm. because with Laura passing, with having a handicapped daughter, with going through a devastating unwanted divorce when my first two, Laura had an older brother, two years older, and going through that. So two of my favorite words are, it's okay, because God's still here with us. Uh So I just like those words, it's okay. We'll get through it with God. Uh And I know for most parents that I talk to, they don't feel that cocoon of love. Right. It's all turmoil and anger Mm -hmm. and resentment and feeling betrayed. So I think it's important for us to hear that it's we're in the same pit, (laughs) but we feel it differently. We're all on our own journey and and also not to compare and not to resent. Okay. So why did Carol get to feel God's presence? I have been trying, I've been praying, I've been, (laughs) you know, but I'm not feeling God's presence. It's like, he's just left. Right. And I so think it's... from, I'm sorry, but for me, one thing I think I learned prior to that was we have to be real with God. And if we're feeling those, you know, he can take our anger and he can mm-hmm. take us raising our fist at him and saying, why me? Mm-hmm. And help me. I can't do this, you know. So we have to be honest with him. Honestly, the things I really would love people to get is God's word tells us, even when we don't have the words to pray or to talk to him, or if we don't know him, I mean, the Holy Spirit understands and will translate our moans and our groans. Mm. If, you know, if there's somewhere in our minds that we're reaching out to God, Uh then he can take our moans and our groans and it's our, he turns them into our prayers. Yeah, that's, that's good. I was going to say for me, actually, I used my mother as a yardstick. Like I said, I've lost two brothers. She lost two sons prior to losing her grandson. Uh And through it all, she was just Always, I mean, we never missed a Christmas. We never missed a birthday. We never missed nothing in my mind. You know, she would begin apologizing to me after um, the loss of Brian, you know, because she said, you know, she felt like she wasn't there for us. Well, I never once felt that she was not there for us. She and my Mm. dad were always there for us. And, And so that yardstick, based on my mother's continuing in the life, you know, in a good life for us was what I wanted to base this group on and share that there is hope for Uh us. You can live. You do not have to live down there, which uh, down there being the the pit, I'm out of the pit. I read this book, which was uh, in the pit was the name of the book. And it talked about wallowing and not staying in there. It's a slippery slope, but, Uh and the hope hang on pain eases really is based on my mom when I saw that it was instantly made me think of her because my mom would tell us it doesn't ever go away but the pain eases yeah so that's hence Mm -hmm. why we've coined that and as a matter of fact happy birthday mom I love you mom Mm. is in heaven today is her birthday so I which is one of the reasons I wanted to have 
our meeting uh, today. Yes. Yeah. And I think, Carol, I think you are similar with me in the fact that there were so many deep, dark things that happened in my life before Becca died that I had already worked through those things so that when Becca died, I knew I needed him to get through it. I, I, I couldn't, mm. I couldn't be angry mm. at him. I couldn't blame him. And I think for a lot yeah. of the listeners, that's where the turmoil is. There's that conflict <laughs> of, I know I need him, but I'm so angry at him because I prayed for my kids. I did everything I was supposed to do. And he didn't protect my child. He did not come through <laughs> for me. And so that right. anger it's like we're strong arming him to keep him at a distance. And yet we know we need him. And I think for the three of us, we knew that to be angry at him, we would eventually come to the point where we would just have to give up. <laughs> right. I'm not going to get the answers I want. It's not going to make sense to me. I've learned through some of these other very dark things in my life that I trust him. He'll get me through. It's kind of like you killed, I, you know, I killed the lion and the bear. What is this uncircumcised Philistine? It's like, I've right. gone through this. I've gone through this. I've gone through this. Mm -hmm. Somehow, I don't know how, but somehow God will get me through. And, and yet, if you are in that place of being angry with God and, you know, pushing him away and that conflict, we totally understand that. We, we totally understand yep. that because we have been there in our lives in, in other times. So this whole joy and he thing. still never leaves you. Yes, exactly. Even though you're angry with him, he never leaves you. Exactly. You believe. Right. One I, thing else you just made me think of, Laura, is for those that have other kids still, uh -huh. I really think that at some point they may want to consider just in their privacy of their own mind with God letting God know that those kids are really his. Anyway, what happened when my kids were real tiny, and I don't even know if Laura was born yet. I was in the doctor's office and I was reading an article, just a little article in a magazine. And it said, do you trust God? Do you trust him with your children? That mm. no matter what, that you would still, you know, love mm -hmm. God. So Right there in that doctor's office, I remember, and this came back immediately. I didn't mm. remember it until, you know, mm. it happened. But I remembered immediately. I sat there and I actually contemplated, well, could I actually trust you if something happened to my, mm. you know, whatever kids I end up happen having in this life? And I ended up sitting there all by myself, which in a room was crowded, but I was all by myself, closed my eyes, opened my heart and said, Lord, I do trust you. And not knowing anything, oh, exactly. believe me, it wasn't yes. some, because I was some great spiritual person. Uh -huh. I just, what I knew in my heart, I was like, okay, mm -hmm. I'm thinking about it, Lord. I'm contemplating it. And I make that decision. Yes, I trust you. And honestly, didn't think of it. And then when this happened, you know, it was probably like 16 years later, or yeah. maybe 17 years later, it came right back, it floods back into your memory that you did give her back to him. Yeah. And I, I think a so, lot of times it's easy for us to be presented with something like that. And we just kind of gloss over and go, oh, yeah, yes, I'll, I'll, I trust you with my kids, God. Until it happens. And then we right. realize we really didn't do that. Yes. It was just uh, 
I trust you with my kids because I don't think anything's ever going to really happen. <laughs> I trust you. Right. Really what we're thinking <laughs> is I trust you that nothing bad is going to happen to our kids. And Probably, we don't yeah, take because the time. you realize you can't even contemplate right. the intensity of it until right. it happens. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Right. So I, I think anyway, sometimes that will, you know, yeah, Jesus is Lord. Yes, I trust you with my kids. I really think in our hearts, unless we do what you did, Carol, we actually contemplate what does that mean? I think it's more like, yes, I trust you to take care of my kids and protect them. So I don't have to go through that is really what we're mm-hmm. trusting him with. And we don't yep. realize that until our child dies. And then we feel mm-hmm. like he was in the wrong. So how do you how do you help people get past that? I think we're going to you know, really, I think this is an important topic. And we'll talk about joy just a little bit. But I want to stay here for a little while. How do you help parents get past that when they didn't have that before their child died? I mean, they now they realize, sure, I told Jesus is Lord, but I didn't realize my kids were off limit until I lost one. Well, that's kind of a tough question, because it seems to vary in a sense. But we really base our meetings around God. We cannot do it without God in our lives. Mm-hmm. We've seen so many people out there that are not trusting in the Lord. And it, this is a very touchy subject because, uh-huh. you know, as you, you said, you know, well, why did you take my child? And I, I don't believe you took my child away. There are lots of different circumstances. You know, we, we've uh-huh. had these conversations, but, you know, with, without God, So many people are just living in total misery. And I'm not to say, you know, I'm not here to say that losing a child isn't miserable because it is the worst feeling Mm -hmm. I have ever in my life experienced. Mm -hmm. And any of us can experience. Mm -hmm. Right. Jesus died on Mm -hmm. the cross. God gave up his son. So he knows that pain also. And and I, I hold on to the fact that I will see him again. You know, mm-hmm. I, I will see him. We will be reunited. And just living the life, sharing their pain, allowing them, allowing the folks to just be whatever. You know, you can scream, you can wail, you can complain, you can do whatever it takes to get through this. But just know, and that's really what it comes down to, you can live again you will learn to live with it. Mm. You won't ever get over it, Mm -hmm. you know, so they speak, you know, you don't get over it. You just learn to live with it. I really think that's one of the big things about hugs is when we have parents that come and mostly it is moms, but there's been a few dads too through the years, but they actually have their own loved ones, whether it's their spouse parents, brothers and sisters, cousins, friends who actually, you know, like in unbelievably short amount of time will actually say to them, yes, well, it's been three months. I think you should be over this. I mean, it's like, oh my gosh, no, we are there. And I think that's why we both still after 12 years want to be there every Thursday because they need at different times, right. they need to know and hear it's okay to mm-hmm. not be, you are never going to be over this. We want to confirm to you, this isn't something you 
get over. This is something, like Pat said, you learn to live with. But how God gave her the name of our group, Hugs. Yes. Healing under God's sovereignty. He is absolutely in control of everything. And no, we both agree that he does not take our children, but he allowed it. And we have to get through that. He Because all those disasters in my life, he absolutely could have stopped in a instant. Yes. And, but he chose not to. And I totally, totally believe with all my heart that we may never know on this side of heaven. Yes. Why? But you know what? We have to give up. We have to give up eventually and Uh trust that he knows what he's doing. His word says all things. And what does all things mean? Mm. It means all things. Let go and let God. That was a theme one year in our butterfly, one of our butterfly releases. Let Mm -hmm. go, let God. We have to eventually trust that that we aren't going to know. And it's okay. Again, it's okay to not know why yeah and some of us it takes us a whole lot longer to get there because just our personalities and how our minds work and some of us are more in our feelings some are more in our minds that's just how we're you know we're put together too those yeah those we're surrounded with i think have an impact yes that's true you know other people yeah yeah family members Mm -hmm. not everybody's on the same as you know relationships are all different so i i think that some some folks like Carol was saying, you know, some of them say some very odd Hurtful, things yes. and that isn't helpful. I think right. that can, it can really set you back. Mm-hmm. So that's part of it. Plays a role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it is important to plug into others, even just like the listeners are doing, even just listening to something like this that can encourage you that I'm I'm OK. I'm <laughs> I'm in a dark place, but it's OK for me to be here as I'm working my way out. And that's the the key isn't it that i'm working right. my way out yeah joy and laughter can help us do that right. absolutely yeah. so what <laughs> find um, that out more and more <laughs> yes yes so what are just what are some things that you can share with the listeners about how can you grow and cultivate that in you because joy is in us the holy spirit is in us which means that joy is in us because it is a fruit of the spirit Mm-hmm. happiness is more in our soul. I kind of see it like peace and pain can be in us at the same time because pain is in our soul, but peace is, is our spirit as a mm-hmm. fruit of the spirit in us. So it's, to me, it's kind of like joy is in our spirit. Happiness is in our soul because happiness is based on what happens to us. Mm-hmm. So joy and laughter, how can we fight our way out of the darkness to get back to that place of having joy and laughter in our life again. Honestly, I wasn't thinking about this meeting this week. Okay. Whenever this happened, I'm going to, and Pat doesn't know about this yet either, but in the middle of the night, just two nights ago, I couldn't sleep. So I got up and instead of going to my phone app, the Bible app on my Uh phone or going to my main Bible that I've got all my old notes written in and stuff. Mm-hmm. I went to the bookshelf and I picked off a new Bible 
I don't even remember where I got it. And it says the name of the Bible is Beyond Suffering Bible. Hmm. Where struggles seem endless, God's hope is infinite. But the reason I'm bringing this up is because here it's by Johnny Erickson Tata. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the, I wrote down notes and not even thinking about this. But here she knew that she had to start somewhere. And the people that was helping her in the, while she was in the hospital, because mm-hmm. she said she was totally depressed for like two years. And he said to her, don't you know any uplifting songs? Because she would just constantly sing these like rock songs that were negative stuff. Mm-hmm. And, and said, let me just back know? up. Let me just back up yeah. so that people who don't know who Johnny Erickson Tata is. She was a teenager and she jumped, dove into the water and hit the bottom and broke her neck mm-hmm. and was yes, instantly paralyzed. Magic. And she has lived her entire life without yep. being able to move anything but her head being totally right. taken care of, dressed, fed, I mean, everything. 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 Being an encouragement to millions. Millions yes. around the world. Yeah, anyway, so go ahead. Yeah. So anyway, then she said, Ephesians 5, 18b through 20, be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God. And Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Well, she said she, in her aloneness in the hospital room, couldn't move. And in her depression, she did reach out to God. And she said that she began mouthing words of thanks, hoping that somehow God would be merciful and fill her heart with the actual emotion of true gratitude Mm. even though she wasn't feeling gratitude and honestly there is so much to that and in my past where as an obedience to your word god i'm going to say these things i'm going to pray for my enemies even though we don't have those emotions in us If we make ourselves listen to or sing like the songs that are uplifting and something more heartening Uh than being listening or staying in those deep places where sometimes Uh we want to stay, if we make ourselves do it, even though we don't feel like it, even though it's the last thing on earth we want to do, yes, and we are asking God to please change us. And then eventually, I do believe God will make it real to you. And you'll be singing those songs because they're really where you are now. And you'll be doing things as an act of obedience to him. He will honor us. And I think it's not just an act of obedience, but I think it's an act of surrender. Right. Right. I think even more than obedience, it's an act of surrender. And, you know, I don't get it. It doesn't make sense to me. I still hurt. I'm still angry. But somehow, God, I'm going to trust that you're overall, you are God. I'm not. Right. What I can't see, you know what I don't know. And for some reason, you know, you did not step in and stop this. But 
even in all this pain and darkness, I'm going to surrender my heart to you, my broken heart to you. And I'm going to trust you that somehow you can put me back together and make this okay. Not the fact that my child died okay, but make me okay within that. The acceptance, I think. And that's that's a difficult word, but it reminds me that in the beginning where we are all so devastated Mm -hmm. and we keep trying, or I personally kept feeling like I need to get back to who I was. Mm. I'm not feeling the same way. The impact is so great. We'll never be that same person. And it wasn't until one day kind of looking in the mirror and realizing, okay, you know what? I am never going to be who I once was. I now need to just get familiar with who I am and who I am becoming, who God is molding me into. And once I accepted that, things got a lot more easy for me. And and again, easy is a difficult (laughs) word. I just just know that in the early (laughs) stages that new you know, easy, fun, all of those things just always gave me this knot in my stomach. But again, it's, it kind of goes along with your, the surrender. Once I surrendered to the fact that I was not going back, I, Mm -hmm. we have to move forward. We have to move onward with Mm -hmm. God at our side. Yeah. And that's, that's the key. He really is still on our side and at our side. And so to get to the point where we can accept that even within our confusion and not understanding it, if we could understand God and we had God's mind, we wouldn't need God. (laughs) He wouldn't be God. And exactly, we need him to be bigger than what we can comprehend and understand because that's how he gets us through this and back out of that pit of darkness. So joy is on the other side of this darkness, isn't it? There is. is. And it's unspeakable joy, really, because once you relinquish, and let go like that, then you know, no matter what happens, you're always going to have God. And then that does bring joy. Yeah, I like that. So thank you, Pat and Carol, so much for joining me today. It's interesting because we really didn't talk a whole lot about joy itself, like I was (laughs) thinking we would, but I think there was so many nuggets in here that were needed because you guys have been on this walk for so long, because you meet every week, because you have chosen to walk with other perivers. And so I think you just had so much to share just on how to get through it, (laughs) how to get through the darkness and back into the light. And just the fact that there is joy again, that's where we're aiming for. And did you guys feel like you, you wouldn't get there again? that it would be impossible to be happy again or have joy in your life again? Well, like I said, not because of Laura when she passed, but a extremely devastating thing. I didn't want life to go on. Mm -hmm. I absolutely, I never wanted to hurt myself, but I begged God to please take me out of here. Please, Lord, take me Mm -hmm. away. Take me with you. I don't want to be here anymore. So I can understand all that completely. But you know what? He had a different story and praise God. You know, now I have my Mm -hmm. Kristen. I have a granddaughter and all this stuff. So it's pretty neat. And for Mm -hmm. me, uh, again, I was determined that I would have joy because (laughs) that is my, you know, 
I've just always been a happy person. I grew up, I had a great mm-hmm. childhood and, so, yeah. and using my mom as that yardstick. And mm-hmm. people might say, well, you should be using God as your yardstick. But <laughs> my mom was the one yes. who taught me about yes. God. And so I just strive to be <clears throat> like that. And knowing she had joy throughout the years, I was determined that I was going yes. to have that joy yes there are still joy and blessings for us and it's kind of like jacob with the angel wrestling it's like i'm not going to let you go god until i have the blessings and the joy that you still have for me so just as a reassurance even if you don't get it here we will have it over there when we join our children because death is not the end it's not the final word for us or our children is it not at all in the beginning yep and that's why we always say Hold on, pain eases, but one day, hold on, pain ends. Mm, <laughs> so that's, yes. oh, that's yes. we always keep the two together. Yes, so that's pretty cool. I like that that I is like definitely that. pretty cool. Yes. So. Well, thank you so much, ladies. I just really enjoyed our talk today, and I'm sure our listeners are leaving with at least one thing <laughs> that will encourage <laughs> their hearts you, and strengthen them. So thanks, ladies. Thanks for having us. I look forward to seeing you again. Yes. Yes, definitely. Joy truly is on the other side of our darkness. It can be an undercurrent in our spirit that runs side by side with the pain in our soul from missing our child. I hope you were able to feel that undercurrent of joy that comes from Carol and Pat. I am sorry I did not ask Pat and Carol to share with you how you can contact them, but if you are in the Deltona area, I highly recommend connecting with them, and I will put each of their email addresses in the show notes. This past Friday evening, I had the blessing of sharing with a group of almost 20 perivers in Grants Pass, Oregon, and now I'm actually recording this in Nevada. But one of the comments before we got started that night from one of the moms is that she almost didn't come because she's such a mess from her son dying, and she didn't want to be around a group where everyone lost a child and thought it would make her feel even more dark and more depressed. I remember feeling the same way when Becca died. I did not want to be around a bunch of people who were a mess like me because I thought I would feel leaving worse than when I came. But what I discovered, as well as the mom who shared this the other night, was how wonderfully healing it is to be around others who are a mess like me, especially when there are others there who are ahead of us on this road who can throw out a lifeline of hope to the rest of us. Why am I sharing this? Because you have an opportunity to join a group of us messed up perivers in a beautiful tropical setting. In October of 2023, GPS Hope will once again be part of a grief seminar at sea, and this time it will be on the Royal Caribbean ship Sovereign of the Seas. And isn't that interesting that today's episode is about healing under God's sovereignty, and that's the ship we're going to be on. Maybe it's a sign that you should check this out. Go to gpshope.org slash cruise to find out the details. You can also see a video of last year's cruise, and there's a place where you can get specific cabin information, and you'll be able to talk to Lynn Finley, who is the travel agent putting it all together. She was also with me on last week's episode to talk about the Crown of Beauty for Ashes, and she can give you details on the specific cabins and answer all of your questions. 
Right now, there is even a no-fee payment plan, so be sure to check it out. It certainly can't hurt to take a peek, right? Go to gpshope.org cruise. Okay, let's go ahead and get to our birthday segment. Bub Amos was born on October 16th and left us at age 36. Carissa Ellen Hunsaker was born on October 19th and left us at age 1. Taylor Contreras was born on October 20th and left us at age 16. Mary Elizabeth Engelbert was born on October 20th and left us at age 21. Mackenzie Acapina was born on October 21st and left us at age 7. Matthew Anthony Sulakowski was born on October 22nd and left us at age 36. Nate Wilson was born on October 22nd and left us at age 30. We rejoice and celebrate with these families the day that these children came into the world because we know it will always be a special day. If you would like to have your child's birthday announced the week of his or her birthday, I would be honored to do that. All you have to do is go to gpshope.org birthdays. There will be a link to that in the show notes and fill in the information and submit it. And please include the pronunciation if your child's name sometimes gets mispronounced because I would like to say it correctly. So that's all you do, and I will be sure to announce their birthday, and Dave will also send you an email that week to remind you to listen in. Have you heard the acronym for JOY, J-O-Y, that is Jesus, Others, and You? What I have heard for many, many years, to have JOY, we need to put Jesus first, others second, and yourself last. And even when we're told the path out of our misery is by serving others, that is true to a point, but sometimes we forget to put Jesus in there first and ask him who we should be helping and who we should be serving. Our relationship with him has to come first, because if my way to joy is putting others first, then what happens when I'm alone in that dark pit? True joy comes from our intimate relationship with God through His Spirit who lives inside us. And then we can move down the path of serving others above ourselves and our own interests, just like Carol and Pat have done. You both have to help me encourage our listeners today as we close out today's episode. So Pat, Carol, and I all want to encourage you to hold on. Pain eases, there is hope.